Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. What a lovely interview I just had with Pepper Spray. So Pepper and I work together at Strippers United. And so I've really gotten a wonderful opportunity to get to know them more. And um, a lot of times when I'm on the phone with Pepper, I find us having these really intense and long and deep conversations about things. And I really admire and like resonate with the way their brain works and like, um, like sort of the profoundness and also like the off the wall ideas and thinking, because, um, I think that we spend so much time inside these thinking boxes and we, um, I, I mean, and speaking for myself as growing up, I wasn't really encouraged to think outside of the box too much. It was just something that I kind of did naturally. So I could only imagine if we were given that space and that opportunity as children, um, like what would things be like if we were encouraged to really think outside of the box and expand our, our thoughts and our visions. Um, and so I really do appreciate this, this, generation that's coming up right now because Pepper is, is a bit younger than me and in a different generation than me. And I do feel like that they've had more access to the ideas of thinking outside of the box and just more access to art in general because of the advancement of the internet and the way that they, we communicate with each other on a global level now. And so it does really truly give me hope for the future. <sighs> And I'm half laughing because um, I it's not very often that I have hope for our future as a collective and for this planet. So um, there really were some there are some moments that I get to have with Pepper when speaking to them. So um, I this is a, quite an intriguing conversation. And um, I'm really excited for you to get to know Pepper more and, and about the very important community work that they're doing um, with the Los Angeles Solar Fridge Project. So, um, you know, that will be more towards the end of the episode. Um, but yeah, put your headphones in, y'all, and um, come along for the ride with us. Here's Pepper Spray. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a podcast with your host, AMD. I am back. Thank you so much for enjoying these other episodes with the new hosts, Onyx Sachi, Daisy Ducati, Gigi Holiday. I've just been so excited to work with them and have them on board. And we also are, you know, still still accepting your donations via PayPal. And what's been really great about some of those donations that have come in is we've been able to pay our new hosts and the guests that they bring on. So all of the money sent to PayPal to support this show goes directly to the guests and hosts, directly into sex workers' pockets. So if you're looking for ways to support sex workers, you can definitely donate to this show. You can find a donate button on yesastripperpodcast.com or you can go to our paypal.me forward slash yesastripperpodcast. And any amount counts, $5, $100, $5,000, 
whatever you can spare, we're here to make it rain on ourselves doing this amazing work that we all love. Now, without further ado, I'd like to get into our lovely guest. I'm so excited to be interviewing Pepper Spray, AKA B. Hello, babe, how are you? Hello, I am so happy and so honored to be here and to be seen by M. Davies and to have my voice recorded. There's got to be some alien someplace that's going to hear this <laughs> and they're going to be like, you know what? Those humans, they are trying. <laughs> exactly. We're going to put it out, the recording out there and the aliens are going to know that we are, we're having these conversations yeah i love that so. you lead with aliens i'm like kind of obsessed <laughs> with extraterrestrials so <laughs> yes um, um i get... don't think that aliens use pronouns i bet they don't they don't use gendered pronouns i bet yeah. i bet they have a collection of diverse pronouns or maybe just one for everybody right i'm pretty sure that the binary is a human thing and that the more advanced societies that are out there they don't use it oh my goodness I so see. yeah i bet yeah this is so gonna be a really good podcast i already know it when you have your encounter of the what is it of the fourth kind third kind what do you call it when you have an alien encounter, do not say, <laughs> it's nice to meet you, sir. Just be like. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to gender them. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, how would you even know? Like, how do you even tell on, like, an extraterrestrial's body, like, what gender they are anyway? So well, we have no idea what kind of anatomy they have and it doesn't it's none of our business exactly. to be honest it's oh. really none of our business well now i feel guilty for asking you the next question what are your <laughs> pronouns <laughs> um my pronouns are they them um and uh pretty much anything but she her like mm -hmm. you know um it's weird because I, I accept bitch, but I don't accept queen. Interesting. I'm like, I am not a queen. I am a king. Got I'm it. A bitchy, I'm a bitchy king, okay? Wow. <laughs> it's because gender is just so confusing and so elusive and so hand wavy. Yeah. It's, it's so hard to make it work. I don't know. Yeah. Some people love it. No, I get that. And queen is very gender specific, whereas bitch is like really not, if you think about it. I mean, if you're- My bitches. Right. Like in the context of like its original definition, sure, it's applied to a female, right? Like mm -hmm. a female dog specifically. Right. That's what it is, was, you know, derived mm -hmm. from. But nowadays, like in regular terminology, yeah, bitch is like, you little bitch. It can be like, and, and also I think it's kind of like, I don't know. I don't know if I like bitch. What do you think? I like it. You do? I think okay. the word bitch, yeah. I mean, I like it because it's, I like to reclaim the word bitch, you know, um, because it's, was turned into like a patriarch, you know, bitch like is used um, as a power 
Yeah. A word to describe a patriarchal power structure. Right. You know, whether regardless of someone's like gender or sex, when you call someone a bitch, it means that they're like, um, you know, submissive or they mm. take they take something or they're on the bottom or something like this. Mm-hmm. But I like to reclaim the word bitch because um, like everybody can use it. And it's just mm. like a, I when I say it, it's very like anti anti patriarchal. Okay. That's it. May it makes me feel happy, but other right. people when they hear when they hear me say like, "Oh, I was with my bitches," and da 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 da, they're like, "Wow, you swear a lot." Really? <laughs> I don't use the word bitch. Like, Man, okay, I drop. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I drop f bombs like nobody's business, like a lot. So, like, I feel like the you know bitch is not that bad. Um, no. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying so- to claim it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I guess it's also like the context in which it's being used as well. Right. In a way. Yeah. 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 And like, who's using it to describe who? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's very, it's very context specific. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of these like historically loaded words that are very context specific. Right. um, That, you know, certain people can reclaim and other people are like, I'm just going to not, it's none of my business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you find yourself like, so I've noticed recently I was, I was with a friend of mine and, and, um, he was like, uh, am I allowed to, cause I, I talk about the, the P word to, that describes prostitution. And I'm like, this is why we don't like to use that word. And this is what it means. And he was like, well, can I say hooker? Am I allowed to say hooker? And I said, no, you're not allowed to say that. You aren't. You're not allowed to say that. We are. We can say that. <laughs> exactly. If you have hooked, if you have done this work. Right. You know, and even that, it's like, um, you know, if you're an escort. Right. With an agency, is that hooking? Because I feel like if you're, you know... Um, of a of a particular status <laughs> in your sex work, then you could be like, "I'm not a hooker, right? I'm a, I'm an escort, right? Right? It's like so. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. very context specific. It's like all like if you haven't done sex work, don't do don't don't be saying these things, right? But also. If you are a sex worker, be mindful of, you know, whether or not you're perpetuating that, like, classism that is so ingrained in our work. Like, the, um, you know, the difference between hooker and escort, just those two words. Like, if you're an escort, it's okay. Or if you're, like, a sugar baby, it's okay. But we're all doing the same work at the end of the right. day, you know, right. whether you're, um, yeah, whatever you're doing. So, yeah, well, it, what you're describing basically is the hierarchy, right? Yes. yes, there it is. Yeah. And that's not something that I don't think I have really discussed yet. Like I, I talk about horophobia a lot, but I don't think we've really touched on like the hierarchy and that how that does exist and you know I experience a lot of that in the strip clubs 
There's definitely right. a hierarchy in the strip clubs as well. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's also like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a symptom or like a side Internal, effect of horophobia. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We, we, I mean, hoes are some of the most horophobic mm. because we have so much internalized horophobia and, you know, shame and guilt and, um, we've experienced horrible things in our lives and been rejected by the people that we love over it. And then, you know, that in a way, those negative experiences are a really bad teacher for us because mm-hmm. they teach us that those acts are bad. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's the fact that like we live in a very exploitative world and our entire economic system is exploitative Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, um, the hierarchy is, is a thing. I was just at a rehearsal for a show yesterday mm-hmm. and I could tell that like a lot of the people are like, um, they're, they're pole dancers. Mm. Um, <laughs> and well, it was a mix. It's, okay. But I, it was a very diverse mix. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm probably the only person that's done street sex, sex work in that room. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like, somebody, like, a drunk patron, like, licking someone. And I was like, I don't even let my clients lick me. And, like, the whole studio <laughs> si- silence. <laughs> you couldn't even hear a click clack of a heel. There was a nothing. <laughs> so and I was like, so you shouldn't be letting people lick you. <laughs> and they were like, okay, noted. <laughs> yeah, but there was like some pole dancer that was performing at a show, and there was like a drunk patron that like came up to them and like threw their arms around the person and like licked their face. And I was like, mm, no, not in the middle of a pandemic. No, exactly. No. That's actually why I'm the most disgusted by it. I'm like, please not keep your COVID to any. yourself. Yeah. Not in any. Co- <laughs> well, not in COVID. any, not in any, obviously. Yes. But I'm, I'm sorry. It's a little extra now that it's COVID. It's extra gross to me, you know, but yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah. Not chill. Yeah. That's not chill. So. Yeah, um, but we're a diverse sex work is a very diverse, huge um, umbrella term for all the things that we do. I mean, there's yeah. people that are that there's people in this show that wouldn't classify themselves maybe as sex workers. They would say like, "Oh, you know, like I I do cosplay or whatever," and. I think cosplayers are sex workers. I think models are sex workers. Like, I'm sorry, if you're a Victoria's Secret model and you're making millions of dollars a year, that is sex work money. I don't care. I do not care. I mean, they would argue, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, that they're modeling lingerie and that they're technically, like, you know, whores of capitalism, you know, and I'm using whores in the most endearing way right now. Um, But at the end of the day they are in like these little skimpy outfits and like dudes are totally reading those jerking magazines it and jerking it to those magazines pictures. exactly 
So I, I also, I actually also argue that actors who have mm-hmm. sex scenes on camera mm-hmm. are sex workers because we're all getting off to that shit. Yep. 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 Or yep. at least if they're not sex workers, they're practicing sex work in that particular session of acting. Maybe because they're not consistently doing that, but it's still like soft porn to a degree. So it would be like, let's say you're a chef and most of the time you cook dinner and then the pastry chef is out sick and you're like, I've got to do this pastry chef thing for a night. I'm not a pastry chef. I just do this when it has to be done. (laughs) I normally eat very healthy but only on rare occasions when i have to i'll do some contracted pastry chef work right yes because i guess sex work in a way is a lot of acting i consider myself an actor in a lot of ways during sex work because i'm acting like i like you (laughs) a lot (laughs) right well we all have to step into character right before we put ourselves out there because like I mean I don't know if it's it is me but it's me without it's me with an extra layer of confidence it's me um without my vulnerability for the most part you know when I'm a sex worker my vulnerability goes it's not it's Mm. I don't share my vulnerability that easily with my clients. Of course, yeah. So, um, you know, in any context, that could be anything. I just, I have a hard time being emotionally vulnerable with clients. That's something that, that's, for me, that's what differentiates, like, um, if I'm dating someone, like, Stepping into that character, and that character is a different – it is me, but it's like a, a persona or a mm-hmm. – um, it's almost like, you know, that person lives within me, and mm-hmm. I let them walk when I'm – performing like they are only allowed to come out and walk around Mm. when there's money in a a particular situation because if I acted like that on a regular basis then I would get assaulted more and probably thrown in jail if that was like my regular walking down the street this is me right yes Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so it's so, like, interesting and profound because I'm, like, so many of the times I'm just walking down the street like a normal fucking person with, like, a hat on and, like, baggy clothes and I'm still, like, getting harassed, you know? So imagine right. if I'm, like, walking down the street all the time with my heels and strutting with my hips swaying side to side. Right. It's, like, yeah, and it's I mean, not- I can hardly handle being, being, seeing how sexy you are, so. <laughs> not saying I'm gonna attack you over it but it is quite overwhelming 
to witness. <laughs> so we're supposed to be talking about you right now. <laughs> but yeah, it like you said, never, like, never <laughs> miss an opportunity to shoot your shot. but yeah I mean you know what I mean right like it's it's like like exactly what you said it's like we can't you can't it's very difficult to always be presenting that way especially in like a public setting or else you know people just don't know how to control themselves and it's not our fault it's theirs it's their fault exactly I would like to be pepper spray 24 7 Mm -hmm. but I have to be B um, and even B gets bad treatment. Yeah. Cause B is, B is also, you know, um, doesn't play by the rules of society always. So. I know. Um, yeah. 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 We actually have a lot to talk about as far as that. I'm, I've, you know, I went deep into your Instagram today. You don't even, ha- you haven't even looked at all my Instagrams. You just looked at the most recent one How because I just, yeah. the one that you were looking at, I just started in like June of this year. Oh, shit. Um, and so my Instagram handle that you were looking at is at I am pepper spray. Correct. And like I said, I just started it. And I started it because I finally decided I'm going to come out to the world in all of my, in t- the entirety of my humanness <laughs> will be presented on one platform mm. that is public. Mm. And because um, for most of my life, I've been living in these different tracks right where you have like one half of yourself over here and you have like part of yourself over here and like only some of your friends know about some of the things that you do and you know um so yeah I have other Instagrams but they they're not my complete me they're only like part of me got it so do you feel like you've like you're still in the process of coming out all the way or are you are are you out now all the way like with that account because I'd love to know like what coming out looks like if you if you don't mind sharing that yeah I don't know (laughs) got it and you don't have to that's fine too I'm like just flailing through life um (laughs) same same trust me (laughs) I'm kind of just really playing by like what's what my heart wants, like what feels good and what feels bad. Um, and I, I guess I realized that um, I would never be able to find my community if I wasn't actually whole in my expression. Because as soon as I, you know, I get too drunk at a party and start twerking or whatever, like <laughs> my conservative friends would be like, yo, <laughs> this is not <laughs> what we want, right? Yeah. Like, you know, my conservative friends would be like, okay, like this is, this is too much for us. And um, 
but then at the same time, like, I don't, I, I'm proud of all the things that I do. They make me happy. Like I do them because they are important. So like, it just sucks to not, not have all those things, you know, have to hide some, yeah. it's, it's a shame thing. Like, right. you know, to, to be closeted in life um, in any respect is just because like you're, you are ashamed of being seen by certain people in your life. Right. And um, yeah, so, I mean, I'm still in the process of like coming out and finding out who I am and, and all of those things, but it's mostly um, me being non-binary um, me being a sex worker, me right. being an engineer, and me being like a normal person who isn't an Instagram model, like just posting stuff about like I I have like a, a skin picking addiction, for example. I'm super addicted to picking my skin. Um, and, you know, being okay with, like, posting pictures about your vulnerabilities and stuff like that online is a big thing for me. Um, so just, like, presenting myself as, like, a normal individual, but also, I don't know that, I don't know any other stripper engineers I'm sure that so there's also there are, that. I'm sure that I know we that could they find are some. out there. Yeah, but you don't know them personally. And I'm sure that many of them are closeted because from my experience, I mean, I don't think that at this point I could work for a um a lot of like the large engineering companies that particularly are like in the Los Angeles area because they are all military contractors who require extensive background checks. Um, you know, that's, that's social, mental, things like that. Um, and, you know, all of my work and stuff and my lifestyle has been online for over 10 years. Um, so... I would not be able to, I mean, this is, I haven't tried, but I also haven't wanted to go through that process of, you know, having to explain like the classic blank in your resume. I don't have any blanks in my resume, but like, they're going to ask, okay, well, how are you living? Like, how are you making your money? for the most part. You think in a right? job interview they would ask you that? Yeah, yeah. Really? I, think, I don't well, know anything don't about know. getting a regular job, so. <sighs> That's the thing. It's so scary. So um, I don't see many representations of strippers in STEM because the ones that are out there existing have to have to um, – you know, be closeted in their right. two different lives. Like they live two different separate lives. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, um, I mean, I, I was on a project and I disclosed 
to somebody that I was a sex worker and I showed them one of my Instagrams because, um, you know, we had been getting to know each other and I thought that this person wasn't going to use that information against me. And they ended up being extremely sexually inappropriate and they fondled me and groped me all over while I was working on my engineering project. So that, that was like, the as soon as I got out of college, that was the first project that I started. And that was the first person in a professional setting that I had told what I did. And I thought, you know, okay, well, I'm going to be able to be partially open in my life. I'm going to meet other creatives. We're going to be able to work on weird, amazing, you know, tech productions together, all these different things. And it was just like, okay, well, that's not happening. Like, (laughs) not not at this point in my life. Yeah, that's so unfortunate. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. So I would never go and like work for one of the big engineering companies. Like I just, there's so many reasons why that wouldn't work out. Yeah, but it's just so, it's also so telling that it's like, it doesn't matter what setting we're in, professional or not, we're always in danger of being assaulted by people because of their misconceptions of of so many things, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, I think it's because the patriarchy emboldens people mm-hmm. to you know, touch, say things, to touch on other individuals, to say things, to send messages, to um, demand attention, to demand information. Mm. You know, why won't you give me your phone number? Why won't you give me your phone number? Like the patriarchy emboldens people to do that. And it's like, a, you know, millennia, it's like thousands of years old, this, this uh, thing that we've been playing out. Right. Um, yeah. So it's not, it's not anything to do with us or the work or the fact that people don't understand the work. It's, mm. not, it's not the fact that they are like, they've never met a stripper before. Like this guy, I shared this information because as we were getting to know each other, he gave me the impression that he was familiar with, with kink, with people who are professional dominatrixes, models, you know, all this different stuff. It's not that they don't know, you know, it's that it's literally the fact that, the patriarchy trains people right. that people with a certain look or, ex- or um, you know, a, your look or your expression is grounds enough for that's, that's an invitation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for something. Right. Just your expression artistically mm-hmm. or the way that you look is that in itself is an invitation right 
Yeah. So, I, I remember this one time I was at a bar with my mom and my brother and I had like this like onesie nude like bodysuit thing on with like jeans and this really long dangly necklace. And when I walked, the necklace would bounce and sway and not on purpose, just it would do that. And it looked really cute. And I, I was walking through the bar pretty quickly and this dude, this white dude, reached his hand out to grab my necklace, which was laying across me breasts, you know? Like, <laughs> you know, and like he reached his hand out to touch my necklace and to grab my necklace and I dodged him and he reached yeah. again and I dodged again. And I said, no. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah. I just want to touch your necklace. And I was like, no. You can't. You can't. And he was like, Ugh like pissed off at me for not letting him grab the thing on my body. Oh my gosh. It. Yes. It's like 40 going on four. Oh my God. Like what are you in a high chair reaching for your mom's necklace? And you, no, I want it. Exactly. Jesus. <laughs> no. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> was so bad. I, like, I, I think that, yourself. I think that I can handle um a lot of these types of interactions better when I realize how childlike hmm. the uh, you know I, I don't wanna use generalizations, but it's it's typically um men male identifying people. Mm -hmm. that I'm interacting with mm -hmm. but the 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 expectation of time care attention getting what you want um the inability to navigate conversations at what I would consider an adult level mm -hmm. it's easier when I'm just like they are just children just talk to them like kids they don't need to know everything just explain it explain it like you would to a five-year-old and it usually works and they love it they love to be treated like little babies because mm, that's our natural state <laughs> <laughs> and it's easier when I, it's easier when i just say you know what they're just not they're not fully formed. <laughs> They're not fully formed adults. <laughs> I know it's it's wrong to infantilize anybody, um, but really in these contexts, it's like it really does feel like I'm babysitting and I'm having to explain simple things like no. You need to ask before you touch. No grabbing. Right. No, no. Right. You can look with your eyes, but don't touch. Right. <laughs> Who knew it would be that simple? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. You're so incredible. I just, I love your insight and I love listening to your voice. It's a really, you have a really nice voice, by the way. Um, Ew. Shut up. I like, I like your voice. <laughs> Thank y'all. So you, you, you know, I feel like every time we have conversations, they seem, they're really profound, interesting, and they meander, you know, and so I went, 
went on your Insta. It, it does, and I, I enjoy it immensely. Yeah, and whose I, fault is that? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that. I enjoy it. Um, but you know, I I say that to say, like, I found some things on your Instagram. I'm circling back to that, and um, you know, I was just like, I want to know more about what you were thinking when you wrote X, Y, and Z. Um, and one of the things that um, that you wrote, this is like you know, uh, a, a short paragraph and I'm going to read it to you. And then I would like to ask you to expand on it if you don't mind. So I'm going to read this to you. And then I'd like for you to expand on it. If you don't mind, life is not about finding happiness. It's about finding yourself. You are loved by people you haven't yet met. You are loved by people you haven't seen in 15 years. Queer and indigenous people will heal the earth. If you haven't found what you're looking for, then create it. What did you mean by all of that? <sighs> well, um, I think it's about accepting struggles and hardships. You know, even if we were in an ideal naturalistic Hmm. world mm -hmm. where colonization had never happened right the natural way of life is to struggle hmm. um you know if if you ever watch <laughs> planet earth you'll see the animals they have their successes and they have their struggles right. and many of them live you know like in the winter time nearly starve and then the summertime eat as much as you possibly can. Right. Um, so to mm. just be chasing the things that feel good um, or give, you know, that um, instantaneous gratification or mm -hmm. things like that, um, you know, that the easy path isn't, isn't the right one. Right. <clears throat> like, um, your struggles can be alchemized into your, you know, your most proud accomplishments, things that make you most proud. Um, so that also, um, I strongly believe in decolonization. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe in queer, black, indigenous leadership, I think that um, until we have um, indigenous leadership in America, mm -hmm. we will we'll just keep, we'll just keep, you know, <clears throat> shitting all over the planet. I don't know what, like, mm -hmm. just, mm -hmm. I, I think that, um, so I'm like a, for, the 14th, generation descendant of um of an original british colonizer mm. um and it's just like everything that the white man has done mm -hmm. in the u.s has just been a horrible terrible mistake mm -hmm. and has destabilized our entire planet yeah yeah mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so you know mm. following the following the direction of queer and indigenous and black leadership today 
mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. is is always the right move. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that bit. Um, and if you're if you haven't found what you're looking for yet, mm-hmm. then it's time for you to create it. So going back to what we were talking about, how if there are stripper engineers out there, they don't, they're, you know, they're closeted. I have never seen an example of a stable, non-binary engineer whore. (laughs) Yeah. I do not have the example. I didn't even realize that I was queer or non-binary because I didn't have a representation mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. growing up. Um, I didn't even recognize my feelings as being legitimate. I thought mm-hmm. I was simply confused. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I realized that that's truly what my spirit is guiding me to do, I was like, okay, well, there's no example of this happening. Like I've, I'm looking online, like hashtag engineer ho. (laughs) 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 I don't see them. So if if it's not there yet, then that means that somebody has to step out and say like, this is okay. Like they're like, I exist. Like, you know, and that in itself is like, if you haven't seen anybody live your vision yet, it's because mm-hmm. it's your vision, right? It's your vision and it's your responsibility to yourself mm-hmm. to actualize it. Yeah. So not wow. only yourself, but to the kids, right. like everything we do is, is for our children so that Right. Our children can see the living example of um, people who are for, you know, white people who are anti-racist, white people who are anti-colonialist. And like our kids don't have the examples of right. that. So, yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for the expansion. I- I don't know what I was thinking when I wrote that post. It's smarter than what I have to say now. I have to go back to no. past Pepper and be like, yo. I get that. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I get that. So thank you. Thank you. I am going to do it to you one more time, though. Okay. Okay. So this other one was, word on the street is that pleasure can help with astral projection. What do you mean by that? Ooh. Ah. Okay, so scientists are always like, you can't create something out of nothing. Like, you know, the there has to be an energy balance. There has to be a material balance. Like, scientists tell us that there's no way to create something from nothing. Mm-hmm. But I think that pleasure and love is that untapped mm-hmm. source, that energy source. Hmm. where, um, you know, it's true, like, you can't live off of love. You have to take care of your body, your vessel, and things like that. Um, And you have to be in a certain place in your life 
safe, you know, um, somewhat stable. You have to have certain needs met for your physical self. Mm-hmm. But when you tap into pleasure and love, it feels infinite. Mm-hmm. And it, it, where does it come from? Right. 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 Like when hmm. you just take those moments for yourself or, you know, you could literally lay in the grass and just feel how much you love the people in your life or mm-hmm. um, everybody or um, yourself or nature or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Yeah. And it is. And that's like having your own nuclear reactor, you know, fusion or whatever. But there's no, that's the thing is it's like fusion is happening inside of you, Mm. but there's no, you don't have a sun inside you, Right. right? There's no, there's no massive burning chemical energy, but you feel that. I mean, an orgasm is Mm. the most, you know, maybe an orgasm and second to that is probably the, the oxytocin rush that mothers feel maybe with when they bond with their babies. Mm -hmm. I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I'm not a neuroscientist, but we know, I mean, in our daily lives, an orgasm is one of the most intense things. Right that we experience and where does it come from? Right. Hmm. You're creating that in, insane, intense, almost tangible level of feeling, emotion, experience. And it's, it's literally coming from from just you interacting with yourself and just you being in your own mind. And um, so <clears throat> I think that one of the main reasons why, um, or one of the, one of like the moral struggles of our time, Christians are always like, it's a battle between God and Satan and all of the angels and we are here on earth, you know, in the midst of it all. And not, I don't think that Christians are entirely right, but one of the major battles or moral battles of our human time right now is like the fact that the bosses like all the bosses of our world are, you can literally see them freak out over pleasure. They want, they want to own pleasure. They want to commodify pleasure. They know that pleasure is a, is a radical liberating thing. Right. And they want you to feel shame about taking time for yourself. They want you to feel shame Mm. about your pleasure. They Mm. want you to have to buy something to get the pleasure. Mm -hmm. They want you to wait until the weekend when you're not on your nine to five, then it's pleasure time. You can have 
you cannot have pleasure any other time mm. because you have to work. Right. So it's mm. like um, reclaiming a lot of like just <clears throat> the animalistic, the animalistic things mm -hmm. that give us joy, being present for them and allowing ourselves to really, really enjoy that farm fresh tomato, like feel the pleasure wash over your body when you right. have that delicious meal that you've right. cooked with your, with your loved one. Like when you start living your life for pleasure, you realize that you're your own boss, you're your own master, you can create everything for yourself and that your, your actual boss at work is a fucking idiot <laughs> because they don't have the pleasure right. and you do. You're like, homie, I know way more than you <laughs> right. about how to, how to lead a good life. Right. You're here and I am way up there right. because I really, you know, I looked into my partner's eyes and was present with them and told them that I love them because I appreciate, you know, I have gratitude for these things. Like that's, mm -hmm. and the whole astral projection thing, I'm trying to <clears throat> communicate. Well, okay. My idea is in order to have, this is, this is where I get like totally nonsensical. So sorry to everyone. Um, okay. The astral projection part, is I would like to have um, more experiences with the supernatural. Mm -hmm. And um, one of my, the ways that I manifest is through pleasure. Mm -hmm. um, so being with myself and either, um, you know, whatever it is, whether it's dance or sexual or with food or whatever it is, I try and kind of send, set an intention for myself mm -hmm. or for the pleasure in a sense, like it's, it's a source of power. Mm -hmm. And then once you um, bring that power into being, i.e. your pleasure, your love, um, then you kind of, give it a, give it a, dire a direction or something. Right. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I, I think about, you know, like I want to be visited by spirits that I've passed on. I want mm -hmm. to be, I want to be visited by, um, sentient beings that are not of this earth or, you know, sentient beings that are not, idiot humans. Mm, mm -hmm. um, so I think that we can like turn ourselves into lighthouses and beacons and um, broadcasting stations and we can connect with things yes. that we can't see. And pleasure is one of those amazing energy sources. Wow. 
Whew. I get boy, that. Oh boy. I get that. That was like a one-liner pose. <laughs> no, it was great. Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's Stripper Tips. Ah, I couldn't. There's so many things that I want to tell the strippers. Number one, I should say that I am, I'm a baby stripper and I will always be a baby stripper. I don't think that I will. I am a perma baby. No matter how many years I spend doing this stuff, I make mistakes that baby strippers make. And I notice that I make those mistakes when I feel not like when I'm not confident Mm -hmm. or when I've taken some emotional hit or blow Mm -hmm. or something happens in my life, I get knocked back down to like the beginner level for whatever reason. Sometimes I do stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. um, one stripper tip is to put um, a satchel of cedar shavings in your pleasers. Mm. If you have pleaser, specifically pleaser boots, something Mm -hmm. that's like closed toe or covers most of the foot because that it's, it's like a sports locker room. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like people taking the pleasers off and I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yes. So if you store your shoes with cedar chips in there, the cedar chips will absorb the moisture, the odor, and you can do that every, you know, every time you put your shoes away, just shove that satchel in there and you won't have stinky boots. I love that. Those are actually very two great tips because your confession, I see that as a tip as well. So that was awesome. Thank you. Get ready for our rapid fire question round. It's time for four for one. Okay. If you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? Plantain. Ooh, uh, I wasn't expecting that. That was great. Okay. If peanut butter had a different name, what would it be? Nut spread. why is that so funny (laughs) no no i i i got into it called nuts right now i know i'm gonna call it that from now on hey babe can you pass the nuts spread (laughs) all right two more say you could wish one person to crap themselves right now who would it be I mean, Trump is the first person that comes to mind, Mm. but he's not even important anymore. All of the world leaders shit themselves simultaneously. Now, go. Okay, good. Good call. (laughs) You can reinterpret the question. I don't give a fuck. All right, last one. What's one word that transformed your life? One word that transformed my life. Um, oh, I don't know. I think uh, liberation. Nice. Yeah. I like that. 
Mm -hmm. Also really good four for one. Thank you. You're welcome. Before we wrap up, dearest, I would love for you to talk a bit about the LA community solar fridge and how we can find out more about that and how we can support that work that you're doing. Yes. So for any listeners that do not know, um, a community fridge is a, um, it's a type of mutual aid and they are set up by community members, um, individuals in a neighborhood, and they are used for food sharing. So a community fridge can accept donated food and anybody can come and receive that food at any time. So, um, a lot of people know that we are super wasteful when it comes to our food and somewhere around 40% of our food in this country is not eat it, eaten, not eated. <laughs> we ain't eat none of our food about <laughs> almost half. <laughs> and, um, so the idea is to rescue that food when it is still edible and fresh put it right into the refrigerators and then anybody can come and take it. Um, and the project that I am working on is to develop a solar powered infrastructure that is at the level of a municipal piece of infrastructure. Um, so increasing the, um, the robustness of the infrastructure and making it super hygienic and um, yeah. And so pretty much building the tools for mutual aid, building the infrastructure for mutual, mutual aid. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, to be honest, it's something that our, our um, governing bodies, the establishment ought to be doing for us because right communities you know have been asking for things like this um but unfortunately a lot of um like local governments they do not want projects to be going if they are not municipal projects so they want they want it to be an official municipal project for a development to occur so the, the goal of my project is to show that it is possible that the infrastructure is, you know, more than it's, I mean, it's, it's happening. It's up there. It's successful now. Um, and that, you know, uh, established uh, companies, industries, and governments um, should be facilitating this type of stuff. Right. So, well, thank yeah. you so much for that work. Yeah. Sounds really interesting. Um, how can we find out more? Is there an Instagram or website? Yes. You can follow at LA community solar fridge. Um, and it's a completely open project. So we share all of the designs, all of the development. Um, and we're trying to work with other, uh, cities across the country so that other cities can start to build 
solar fridges. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's a, it's, it's all about type of development that's autonomous. Mm-hmm. That's owned by everybody slash owned by no one. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's kind of like, the only way at this point in my life that I know how to develop stuff without colonizing spaces or gentrifying spaces. So yeah, LA community solar fridge on Instagram and you'll see all of our stuff on that platform. It's a one-stop shop. I love it. Thank you. And what about you? How can we find you Me. And follow you and should we be going to maybe your new website soon yes mm-hmm. you can follow me on instagram at i am pepper spray and the incredible queen of sexy has helped what? me build my own website dreams are coming true this is like make a wish foundation for hoes <laughs> it's amazing and so you know i'm i'm we are in the process right now of of building um my own site and it will be available to link on my instagram so if you follow my instagram Mm-hmm. you will see my website and you'll mm-hmm. be able to step into the non-binary world of radical fairy wonder. Can't wait. Woo. And your Instagram? At I, I am pepper spray. Perfect. Yep. Yes. Well, I will be sure to add these things into the YouTube link that we will be showing everyone here. And yes, this is going on YouTube. Um, Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing all of your insight. It's just your brain is so interesting to me. So I'm so honored and grateful to have had this conversation with you. So thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you so much for having me. This is incredible. This You're is so the first welcome. podcast I've ever done. Well, you so. were amazing and no one would ever know unless, until you said that. And I'm honored that I'm your first <laughs> as well. So I'm, I'm so happy that you're my first because um, you create such a lovely, safe, welcoming, accepting space for all of us strippers mm-hmm. and hoes. Thank so you. We love Thank you. you. Love you too. And we, <laughs> we love our audience. I have been watching our numbers grow. Thank you so much for the new follow, follows on Instagram. Thank you to those who've been donating to our PayPal, which you can still donate to at paypal.me forward slash yes, a stripper podcast. And all of the money goes towards paying our hosts and our guests and to keep the show running until we are able to get larger sponsorships and uh, note, we only are will be sponsoring and advertising with ethical brands, so that does put us in a little niche situation. So until we get to that point, um, we do really appreciate your donations. Again, that's paypal.me forward slash yes, Estrober Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm AMD. This has been Pepper Spray. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening, everyone. This episode has been a production with Period Podcast Network. 
Find out more on Instagram at period podcast network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram too at yes, a stripper podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at yes, a stripper pod. Please like subscribe and rate. Yes. A stripper podcast here on YouTube. See you next week.